Here We Speak Life podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm John. You are hosts for today, episode one. Very exciting. This has been a long journey. Yeah. We finally arrived. We have. This has been something that's been in the works for, <laughs> uh, gosh. I don't know how many months. A while. Probably the last eight months you've had it on your heart to start this podcast and yeah. to take the leap of faith and to tell our story and our experience and then hopefully get the opportunity to talk to other people who share similar experiences yeah. and have stories to tell. Yeah. Cause that always lifts you up and encourages you. And that's super important. Well, it's amazing too, how many people identify with the experience, whether you have something traumatic with a grandparent or a parent or a child, aunts, uncles, but I feel like the journey of life and death is something that we all experience. Yeah. And sometimes it's in the middle of life that you find those experiences where you're, you know, walking through that. And that's that's our journey. We were not expecting that. And all of a sudden, you know, a year ago, we were faced with this circumstance that caused us to go down that path. And that was not expected at all. No. So, uh, you know, it's so funny. We're both sitting here crying and that's one of the things, you know, I, I would say prior to this experience, I was pretty conservative with my tears Oh yeah, and we cried so much in the hospital. You sort of just lose, I don't know, the, the, any inhibition or anything. It's just oh, yeah. gone. It's just, yeah, you know, let them roll. It's an yes. outward expression of an inward feeling. Absolutely. So, um, Robin, why don't you tell, tell the story of like how this all started? When, when did this start and how did we, how did we end up (laughs) here? Here. Yeah. Well, um, so June 10th last year, 2022, uh, was my first time taking him to the doctor and poor little guy had had some intestinal (laughs) issues and so uh, I took him to the doctor. I'm like, it's been four or five days. We've had constant. I'm just going to say it because we're real here. Absolutely. He had some diarrhea, friends. Uh, well, I mean, this all started. This started on a Tuesday night. I remember. Well, this had actually happened a little bit before that. So oh. he had experienced all this diarrhea and stuff. I took him to the doctor and she says, oh, it's just a virus. It'll be one more day. He'll be fine. And actually the weekend he was great. But that Tuesday night is when he Tuesday night that was in the, the shift. night that was the shift he threw up, and it candidly, was, it was not no what you would expect. it was crazy. It looked like it looked like <laughs> diarrhea, and it was all over the crib and all over him. But his diaper was clean, and I could I I thought this it was is the craziest thing. This is not not yeah. what I would expect, and yeah. he. He was definitely not doing well. He was he was feeling sick. He wouldn't After eat. After that, the fevers in started. And, fevers. And that's, again, the next day, calling the doctor after hours, you know, and they're like, oh, just do this medication. It's just a virus, blah, blah, blah. you know. And we some, did. We did some those. some children's Tylenol. And nothing worked. He had fevers for two or three days. 
And so then went back to the doctor on a Friday. Yep. Well, we alternated because we went to the walk-in clinic Uh and they gave us the same diagnosis. It's just a virus. Don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. It's just a virus. Kids get this all the time. Yeah. And he was not eating and not drinking. He was getting weaker. Yeah. And then he went back to the doctor. Doctor. And I remember sitting in the in the room with him and he's sitting on my lap. Like as as a one year old, they don't really do that. They are back and forth in the room. They're you, into, stuff, <laughs> into everything. They want snacks. They and he want... was just like hanging out with me, like, okay, mom, you know. Um, and I'm like, this is just not normal. And then they were like, well, we're gonna get some blood work done. It'll be the weekend. Yep. So that was that was a Friday. Friday. Yep. And so yeah. they sent you home. They said yeah. again, alternate children's Tylenol and children's ibuprofen and you can alternate that and get him some fluids yeah and he was so weak he did not want to drink no. he did not want to eat no. and I remember we had some Pedialyte and I was having to use a syringe because he wouldn't drink and yeah. so we were giving him little little like shots of you know Pedialyte yeah. to try and get him to have some fluid in his system and he was just getting weaker and you had yeah. to go you had to go to work because you did. you worked at the church I work at the church and I you know, I was the campus coordinator for our kids ministry. And, and you guys were starting. Ironically, the next day yep. we were doing our, what most people would call a VBS. Yep. And the so we. Summer program. Yeah. And so we had all the volunteers there that day. We we're doing all the prep work and all the stuff. And I come home and I look at John and Thomas and I said, we have to go now. Well, I had been it contemplating, like, you know, do we need to go to the ER? The doctors aren't helping. And I had literally sat upstairs in in a rocking chair yeah. the whole day holding him. And I had able to, I, I was able to get him probably, I don't know, three ounces of Pedialyte. Again, yeah. had to be Crazy. syringe. Takes yeah. forever. Just little tiny bits. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I remember you came home and you went to hold him and he threw up all of it. Yep. And it looked like brown gravy like it was not it's not it was not normal and it wasn't just the pedialyte and i'm like again the kid hasn't ate in days hasn't had much and so at that point i remember holding him and i said get the stuff we're going right now yep so so we went and ironically it was supposed to be a date night and so (laughs) he wasn't doing good so he canceled our babysitter and then within 30 minutes she called her back and goes hey would you (laughs) be able to come back and watch the kids i think we need to take she was there in five minutes. Yeah. And I've told her so many times that if she hadn't been so quick, man. Yeah. I don't like to think about that. Could have been a different outcome. Which brings yeah. me to the the, the funny part. Like, because you, you got to laugh a little bit through the stupidity of uh, the situation for us. So we get him in the car. Babysitter's here. And we go. And uh, the hospital's about 20 minutes away. And we're going to a children's hospital. It's a really great Really yeah, great facility. Really great. Yeah. Um, but neither of us had ate. And I thought, you know what? <laughs> he's probably dehydrated. He uh, He's just going to need a little bit of fluids. They're going to tell us the same thing all the doctors did. And so at some point I thought, I don't really deal with parents so good. I thought, maybe we should stop and get a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and she's so panicky. She goes, you know, I don't need to eat. I just, whatever. And I'm like, well, have you had lunch today? No. Did you have dinner? No. And I thought... <laughs> Gosh, it's after five. I'm like, we're not going to do good if our blood sugar crashes. So I thought, I'm just going to stop. And so we stopped at a Jimmy John's <laughs> along the way, and I got her a sandwich. And so we're driving to eat the sandwich. And it's so funny because I look back on that now, and I'm like, what an idiot. But also, 
you were so smart <laughs> because you know we're not any good to our you know our kid our whoever's in the hospital with you if you're not okay yourself and so had we not eaten man uh, that's true i think it would just, have been a very different situation yeah. but also what's crazy is we're we're driving you know we're going to the hospital now and and we're on the interstate and I start hearing him wheezing in the back yeah. seat. Yeah. And that was really alarming because I thought, the doctor said it's just a virus. He's just severely dehydrated. Why is he wheezing? Yeah. And I remember looking back and his chest moving. Yeah. And I and I reached back and I, I held his this. hand. Yeah. And he just says, it's going to be okay, buddy. And so, you know. I kicked it up a notch. We went a little faster. We did. Get to the ER. And we get him in there. And you register him. This is the crazy part. And we're, we've got him in a blanket. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people back there in that ER. Uh-huh. And you, typically, for those who haven't been to an emergency room scenario, <laughs> you go in, you stand in line to register, fill out a, you know, miles worth of paperwork. You are told to go sit in the waiting area and then they will call you to be evaluated by a nurse. And then they typically kick you back to the waiting area. Uh, and depending on, you know, sense of urgency, you're called to the front. So, yeah. I mean, it could take forever. And I mean, I heard of people in the that same ER waiting nine hours. Like people will sit there and wait that long. So we get there. I, sign our name. I say that's an urban legend, but Ugh, who knows what they said. We get there. We sign his name. We sit down. He throws up again. And, then uh, and he in threw the up ER, all over you. Waiting room. We had his little blankie though. And I remember like looking at these people like, oh my gosh, like big eyes. You've got to do something. They call us back to the registration within, I don't know, was it five minutes if that? Yeah, we get back there. He had a rash developing now. Yeah. So he, the nurse, the nurse takes us into the evaluation room. She starts looking <laughs> and yeah, we took his shirt off. And it she said, oh, good. man, his heart rate is, what was it? 220. 220. Uh, was it 220 beats a minute? Yeah. Yeah, it was real high. And then we Very took high. his shirt off because she was, you know, checking him. And his body had this crazy rash. Yeah. You know? And, of course, he's, his like, just blood very pressure lethargic. was super low. And so she's looking at us, looking at him. And she, she goes, goes, um, I'll be right back. <laughs> like. Okay, that's, so that's she, odd. She exits. Yeah, she's gone for maybe a minute. Yeah, maybe a minute, and she goes, "You know, we're we've got a room for you." Doctor like, comes back in. He looks. Okay, said, "Yep, we got a room. Give us a minute." Yeah, and, we were not uh, there more than three minutes, maybe. Yeah, and, and so they then, we, they take us back to the the pediatric emergency room, and um. If you've ever been to one of these places, you will know that, again, you wait hours to see anyone. You will see a nurse, but after that, it's, you know, you wait and you wait and you wait. Yep. So then, you know, they escort us back and now we're in the in the back and they give us a room. The biggest part of that was that we, you know, they're walking us into the the small emergency room, little room there. And the doctor follows us in. Yeah. Usually you wait hours and hours and hours and hours to see them. <laughs> no, nope, came right in. Right came with there. Us. 
And the nurses, the first thing they want to do is they want to get IVs, you know? Yeah. And so remember the, the nurses oh, start yes. stripping him down. Yes. And at this point, he's he's so lethargic, he's basically limp. Yeah. You know, and they lay him down. He didn't cry. He didn't care that they were doing anything to him. No, his eyes were borderline rolling back. Like yeah. he was just out. Yeah. And that was the first time, too, that I had noticed that his belly was starting yep. to become distended. Yeah. And, and swollen. It was growing. Yeah. And, um... And so they couldn't, man, that was rough. It was. They could not get an IV in. Yeah. And he was so dehydrated. They said that his veins are already so small and he was so dehydrated that all that stuff had shrunk. And so they couldn't get a needle in. And so they kept trying different arms, yeah. different places. Yeah. And then they had to bring in the, um, they did an ultra, what they do is they use yeah, an the ultrasound, ultrasound machine to find the vein. To find a place on the vein and all this stuff. And they kept poking. And every time they'd poke, it would, it would yep, move. It would move. And that was painful. And yeah. so we kind of stepped out of the room. We did. And so while that was happening, all of a sudden, we had a patient advocate. So there's this yeah. wonderful woman that comes up and introduces herself and says, hey, let me, let me get you guys a chair. Let me get you guys some drinks, something. So we're kind of sitting out in the hallway because the room's small. Mm -hmm. and they're And they're doing stuff. And there's, I don't know, two or three nurses in there working on him. And then at some point, doctors start to show up. Yeah. And, and I didn't notice this part. John did later. Yeah, there was a lot of doctors. And it's funny because you think, you know, I remember <laughs> at one point we're kind of sitting out in the hallway and I thought, man, this doctor is bringing like all of these uh, interns, right? Like that's what it feels like. Because all of a sudden it was like, here's one, you know, here's an ER doctor, here's another doctor, and then here's like five or six other yeah. You know, what I assumed were like interim doctors or like people in training, you know, and they're all kind of evaluating things are happening and then more nurses are moving and more things are happening. And, you, you know, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep, I'm trying to keep chill. Yeah. I'm cracking jokes with the advocate and the nurses and, you know, keeping it lighthearted. Cause again, in my mind, Thomas is just dehydrated. They just need an IV. They just need an IV. He'll and perk, he'll perk back up, up, back up and he'll be fine. It's going to be fine. You know? If you've got kids and you've had kids for any amount of time, <laughs> things happen and you just are like, okay, roll with the punches, something, you know, you'll be fine. It'll grow back, whatever. <laughs> Sorry. And so we're sitting there and then, and then the patient advocate comes back and, and she says, Hey, you know what? We got this other room for you yeah. and we would love for you to come back, come back in here. We want to get you some place to just kind of take a breather and so we thought oh that's, that's weird a little strange let's go down this other hallway far away and takes <laughs> us back to this room pulls up chairs and we're in like a like a storage room yeah. and uh and then all of a sudden you know it's like hey can i get you guys a coke or something yeah they start bringing us yeah can i get items? you a snack what do you snack? need what do you need and she was very like adamant yes but she was overly kind and i'm like lady you're making me mad now like why are you taking me away from my child why there were questions starting to roll around i'm like i don't want no freaking coke I, why do you keep wanting to get my why do you want a coke and like, so why is this happening you know finally it's like yeah just bring me a coke i don't know sure go away you know <laughs> be and gone so, for a few minutes so then we'd like kind of look out the door and you kind of look down the hallway and you think what's going on down there and now yeah. you realize that there's a lot of people down yeah. there yeah. And uh then we're we're sitting there, we're we're starting to like it's hitting us hard. And we're just like, 
all right, we got to pray through this. Like we're praying hard and we're, we're not, you know, you don't care who's listening, who's around you. Like we are praying. We just hard don't know what's going on. Cause we don't know when, and nobody will tell us anything at this point. And then, you know, a nurse comes in and grabs the coding chart or the, the cart, you know, oh, yeah. for, for kids that code out. And you're yeah. like, that's for us. Yeah, we were definitely like, we what? were we were definitely the only patient down on that end of the yeah ER, and it was like okay, and so that I don't know. It began to hit me too because I'm thinking there's nobody else being admitted this whole time. I'm like, we are the only family. There was one other family, but they were already there. You know, the other thing I think back now, the other clue in was that. There were people showing up in street clothes. That's like right. Yes. Doctors that were showing up and they were in plain clothes. And I remember thinking, that's really weird. Like <laughs> they're not in scrubs or uniforms or anything. Like and then it sort of started to sink in, like, mm-hmm. why are these people showing up like this? Yeah. And uh somewhere in there I think she kind of said, you know, Oh, we've got these specialist doctors that are coming in. Yeah. And uh what we had not realized at the time we figured it out later was that these were specialists Very special. and they, yeah. the situation was so dire and we didn't know that, you know, we didn't no. realize that he was dying at the time. Yeah. Again, we're, we're into the, the concept that, uh, he just needs, he just needs some fluids. He's just dehydrated. He just has a virus. Cause that's just what, has a virus. Walking clinic, yeah. pediatrician, everybody just kept saying, oh, you guys are overreacting. It's just a virus, just a virus. And all of a sudden it's like, man, this, this seems like this is more serious than just a, you know, get an yeah. IV and a virus. Yeah. And I think somewhere around that point is when. It was in passing. We were kind of standing outside of his room and the nurse says, oh, has nobody told you anything? And I'm like, no. Yeah. Like, as she says, well, we had, you know, they've done x-rays, CTs, ultrasounds. Like, if you could think of a test, they'd done it. Yeah. She said, you know, she goes, I, it's, he has acute appendicitis and abscesses. And I'm like, you're just going to throw that, that word around. Like, yeah. And of course, I'm, I'm like, I don't know what, what does that, that means. Mean? Yeah. I, I have no idea. It's been a hot minute since I've watched House. I don't remember <laughs> what this means. But the whole time, you know, through that evening, we would go and glance at him. And I noticed each time his belly was bigger. His belly was definitely bigger. bigger. He looked more pale. Oh, very. Yeah. And then, and then finally, you know, after, and and it was probably midnight by this 11 o'clock. It was, it was pretty late. And and we're back in this room, you know, where they've sequestered us. (laughs) And at that point, I don't know, two or three doctors come in Yeah, and they just, dropped the bomb and they said hey we want you to know and that's the thing it sucks they always start off like that's the thing it gets me is hey we're gonna do everything in our power and that as a parent i'm sorry (laughs) as a parent it's like a gut punch just hits you the severity of i don't understand what's going on but i know this is worse than a virus and he started off with we're gonna do everything in our power we can to save his life here sign this form oh gosh that was so hard 
Yeah. Sign this form so we can take him into surgery and do anything that we need to. You don't get the choice. You don't get to be told. You just go in there hoping for the best, praying for the best. Yeah. And you basically sign away your... That's what it felt like to me, is, is signing away rights as a parent. True. But, you know, the other thing was they just they just said, hey, his appendix is ruptured, and it happened a while ago, and yeah. his system has basically been draining yeah. intestinal fluid and fecal matter and things have been draining into his system into his stomach stomach yeah and so we realized that this is again saturday the tuesday night prior five days earlier that we had found what looked like diarrhea on the crib that he had thrown up was when it had happened yeah and it actually was all of that crap that he yeah. had thrown up yeah and uh it was dismissed it was just dismissed and missed yeah and we had been going days and he had been getting worse. And so when we took him into the hospital, he legitimately was starting to, his systems were shutting down. Yeah. And when we took him back, he was, he was going septic. Yeah. And at that point they said his blood pressures dropped so low, his abdomen had just kept swelling up because it was all of those fluids and all of that toxic they stuff had to. that had been seeping into his belly. Yeah. And so they said, we, we need to take him back and do emergency surgery and try and figure out how to, yeah, how to get some drainage on that and how to get his blood pressure to come back up and how to, you know, yeah. and so we had to go. We had to go say goodbye. It was so weird. I mean, just. And this is over a couple of hours, you yeah. know, a couple of hours you wheel in thinking it's a virus. Just got to get an IV. Yeah. They well, said, come give him one last kiss because we don't know the outcome. And at that point, the poor kid has got so many. I couldn't and get to his face. He had so much stuff. They wouldn't move enough because they were trying to save him. I couldn't even kiss him on the forehead. I couldn't kiss him on the cheek. All I had was his little hand. I remember praying so hard. God, let me have that hand back. I'll do anything for that little hand. Yeah. That was really hard. And in the midst of all of this, um, I had been texting with some of the pastors at the church. Um, we had both been employed at our church. Robin did child care, and I do um, audio. I'm the director of audio managing production stuff. And uh, we had called some of our friends who are pastors at the church and try to keep people in the loop of what's going on because again middle of the night it's really hard to do that you go into the whole thing thinking this is going to be we're just going to yeah. come in get an iv we're going to be back home whatever and then all of a sudden it's like no this is potentially the end of yeah. life scenario 
And so one of our friends, he had called me and he said, and again, it's like 1130 at night and he calls me, you know, I'd been texting him, woke him up and he said, is anybody there with you? I said, no, because we couldn't get a hold of, I mean, we're kind of shooting text messages out in the dark, but you know, hadn't really had dialogue and and he says, okay, I'll be right there. So he shoots down and he was there. I mean, it felt like a flash. Yeah. And he was there. And, and so we're in this waiting room upstairs. <laughs> and he's there. And he's, we're ugly crying, <laughs> snot <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> you know, and he's ugly crying and snot. And we're just hugging and praying and just trying to figure it out. And it's so funny because at that point in the evening, it is, um, it is shut down the hospital because it's in the middle of COVID kind of yeah, experience. Yeah. So like half the lights are off. We're in this, this room. We're just sitting there and it's <laughs> half dark. Nobody's in there. And there's an elevator around the corner. And we're just waiting for a doctor to come in and tell yeah. us the, you know, the news. And emotionally, I don't know how you were, but emotionally, <laughs> like you're believing God, like God's yes. going to heal him. Things are going to happen. And then the other part of me is like, okay, you got to build yourself up for the news that yeah. he didn't make it because you just don't know. You have no idea. And so I'm thinking like, okay, pray the prayer of faith. And then uh, also like wrap your heart in that steel to lock it in place, knowing that if it doesn't work out that way, can you handle that news? You know? And uh, so we're, we're hoping for the best. But you're also trying to prepare yourself for like, yes. how will I handle the news? And so, you know, I'm playing all these scenarios in my head, all these things. <laughs> and it's so funny. We're sitting there and all three of us are like pretty keyed up <laughs> and we're all ugly crying and very much and snot everywhere. And, <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden the door opens <laughs> and I remember it was this janitor <laughs> and he janitor. walks in he's got his mop bucket and he's just trying to do his job cleaning i just remember like get out of here what are you doing here? you're not the guy i need get out you're in my you know uh you're not the doctor get out of here and he's and i wasn't i wasn't mean but i was like what why are you here this is no you're the wrong guy and he's get out of here and he, oh, and he takes his mop bucket moves on stuff <laughs> i was just it I was so funny. That. I was I was so upset. I was like, "You're not the doctor. Uh, what? Get out of here!" You know, everybody's all keyed so up. Funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I just remember. Finally, I guess it was like an hour and a half, and they come through the elevator, and there's three of them. You have the the main surgeon. There was the doctor that placed the drain for Thomas. Yep. And then there was a secondary. I don't know who the other person was. But I will never in my life ever forget this. But I remember our surgeon, like, her face was just sunken. And you're like, oh, my gosh. And then the guy that placed the drain, he starts walking up and he's like. Oh, my gosh. That's right. He was in the background. So the guy in the front, he walks up and he just looks like death warmed over. And he just looks. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And all of a sudden you see the, the, the guy who placed the drain from behind him just lean over and go. And after that, I was like, I don't care what you have to say. We're good. We're okay for We're right okay. this second. Yep. You know, Battle I hope for one. the next. Battle number one. Uh, we, so we, we got over that hurdle. Yeah. And it was like, we were so far from even seeing the finish line, but we oh, knew yeah. Oh, yeah. that for that moment, 
that we had that was the, we had moved past yeah that particular battle and it was like okay he's alive yeah what do we do next yeah you know that was <laughs> man that was rough yep and, and then we go to his room at the PICU and I remember the nurse you know they're like sit down we're like I don't no sit down there's not yep. room for you to stand Yep. There's too many of us. There was so many, so many nurses in there, and he was just—he looked like Darth Vader. Oh he was all God. hooked up and had all the machines and all <laughs> the crazy was. stuff and the hoses. Maybe one of those Borg <laughs> from Star Star Trek. See what I mean? Joke. Just saying. All the jokes. So that little guy was all hooked up, and they had you know, and they're just running around like crazy. All the machines yeah. and hoses and things, and they're you know hooking them up, and so they just told us to go sit in the corner. Yeah, and so we hugged. We hugged our friend Rob, who'd come down with us, and we said goodnight. Because at this point, it's, you know, oh, it was, I don't know, middle of the night, yeah. 2 in the morning, something, 2.30. We hugged him, said thank you, and and basically the nurses put us to bed because we were, <laughs> I do. We I were spent. They brought us a turkey sandwich, and they literally took a blanket and told us, lay down, I'll cover you up. Yeah. And we did. I we thought, laid within a foot of his bed. We yeah, laid there. and. Yeah. And that was, and she stayed in the room the whole night. Hundred percent. I don't would remember. Not leave. We were done at that she point. She charted. I was up, but <laughs> I was done. Yeah. Let me tell you, <laughs> Daddy was done. Yeah. My boy was okay, at least for the moment. Yeah. And I had, I had plateaued when that doctor gave me the thumbs up. It was like, all right, yeah. and all of that adrenaline and all of that stress. It was like I laid down and I don't remember. Yeah. I was I was out. I know. <laughs> uh, this is just half our story, guys. Like this is just scratching the surface. But we want to let you know there's there's life to this story. Yes. And we are really excited to have you come back and watch part two. Because let me tell you, it's got some twists and turns and. A lot of joy in there, too. And a sassy mama. Oh, a little bit. I won't lie. A little bit sassy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, please come back. Come and, back. Uh, we will continue to tell the story of our journey on Here We Speak Life. <laughs>